0: Good morning. Good morning. I greet you all this morning on our fourth Sunday of Advent as we gather to prepare our and our homes and our lives to receive the Savior that is born for us at the end of this week. A couple of announcements to share today. This is our last Sunday service for 2022, believe it or not. We will have our Christmas Eve service on Saturday evening at 7 o'clock. There will be no service next Saturday And Then we will gather here January 1st at 11 a.m. for our lessons and carols. So we're looking forward to that Uh, Our Bible study and Sunday evening prayer meetings will be on hold until the new year and as you As you walk about you may notice that some electrical work has started and this work is ongoing And we should be done the middle of January Unfortunately, uh, the news is that uh, Viola Bennett passed away this early this past week, and her service will be Tuesday at 11 a.m. here in the church. So our prayers are with the whole of the entire uh, Bennett family as they mourn. Any other announcements to share today? Yes. Thank you, Bev. Any other announcements to share? Um, yeah, talk to Bev after church if you're able to help out with some deliveries to some of our shut-ins uh, of our Christmas gift bags, I guess. Yeah, I know that it's very much appreciated. So, Any other announcements to share? Let's just take a moment then to quiet our hearts as we prepare to worship our God.
1: Once God's plan was a mystery, hidden from our sight. Now God has disclosed what was kept secret for so very long. He has brought it out in the light. In the brighter light, on this fourth Sunday in Advent, may we see more cleary, clearly the glory of God in Christ and sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will pro- proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. Light four candles, see them glow brightly, so that all may know how four candles show the way, making our darkness bright as God's day. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. Let us pray. Dear God, your faithfulness has been great, leading us to this day of anticipation and celebration. May the glory
0: him this morning is Hark the Glad Sound. I'm not sure who's reading scripture today. Do we have a scripture? Okay, thank you, Carol.
1: Good morning. Our scripture reading this morning is taken from the first chapter of Matthew, reading verses 18 to 25, and it is the birth of Jesus the Messiah. Now, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Her husband. Joseph, being a righteous and unwilling to expose her to the public disgrace, planned to divorce her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had given birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Maybe I can fix where I sung the wrong words before I posted it online. <laughs> Let's join together in prayer. Lord, we come today just thankful that we can be in your presence, that we can receive your gift for us, the baby born this day, every day, for all time. Lord, as we hear your word for us to say more in the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in you, to you who are our light and our redeemer. Amen. It seems like we hear a lot about scandals. Everyone loves to hear about the new scandal. Reporters spend hours and hours reporting on scandals, political or Hollywood scandals. And they keep doing this until the next scandal comes along. It's one of the reasons why I don't think I'd ever want to run for politics. And people ask me if I'm interested, but I don't think I'd ever do it. Because if I said I was going to do it, someone would go back and find something I tweeted about when kids were small and I was sleep deprived. And then I'd find myself in another in my own scandal. Or they'd find somebody I went to school with where I did, heard a story about Something stupid I did as a carefree kid in the 80s. I don't need that kind of drama in my life. No thanks. And besides, I'm having fun giving the local politicians a hard time on my own. (laughs) Now, scandals are nothing new to the 21st century. They've been around a very long time. Did you hear? Did you hear that Eve ate the forbidden fruit? Did you hear that Cain killed Abel? Did you hear that Moses killed the Egyptian Egyptian soldier? Did you hear that King David raped Bathsheba? Scandals have been around since the very beginning. They're nothing new to us here in North America in 2022. Nor is the church immune to them. I've heard stories, believe me, I have heard stories of scandals in churches. And I've already mentioned some biblical scandals for us to consider. So there should be no surprise when God's chosen people find themselves in the middle of their own scandal at various times. And today we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, right there in the very beginning of the New Testament. And yet we find another scandal. Joseph has learned that his fiancée, his bride-to-be, is pregnant, and the child is not his now Joseph, we we're told, is a good man, a righteous man, a faithful man. And he wants to protect Mary from the shame she will most certainly face. So he, tries, he makes plans to break off the relationship as quietly as he can. Now you can't blame him one bit. And you have to think he's doing more than just trying to protect Mary. Because his own, his own reputation is, is at stake at well as well his bride slept with another man. Or did she? (coughs) Joseph went to bed one night with with plans all laid out to break off his relationship. It was no doubt a restless night as he struggled with the decision, hoping to keep the shame to a minimum. I mean, Mary could even be sentenced to death, stoned to death, if the wrong people found out what had happened. At some point that night, Joseph slept long enough to dream. And he had a powerful dream, a memorable dream. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and shares with him some of the details about Mary's circumstance. The angel says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I suspect this story is somewhat close To the story that Mary had told him. As she told him how the situation unfolded. It's a preposterous story. Who could possibly believe it? Yet here's an angel appearing to Joseph. In a dream. Telling him the same thing. And the angel goes on to say she shall give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sin." Now, that's probably a piece of information that Joseph did not get from Mary, or at least if she said it, he probably didn't hear it because of the pain and anger he would have started to feel as soon as she uttered the words, I'm pregnant. But whatever it was, Joseph woke up with a changed heart. He did not break things off with Mary, he took her as his wife and raised the child as his own. Now, wasn't this only a dream? Couldn't he simply have been dreaming about what he remembered Mary saying? How often do we wake up in the morning thinking to ourselves, Whoa, that was quite the dream, and then just go on with our day. But there's something about that dream that changed Joseph. A man hurt by his bride-to-be, by her unfaithfulness. A man who had every right to break off the relationship and even demand a lot more for her infidelity. I mean, he could have even been the one to throw the first stone at her out of the punishment for what she had done. Yet he wakes up to, from that dream a new man. This is an indication of the power, not of the dream itself, but the power of an encounter with the holy and the divine. Now I will confess servant, times when I've been angry at someone or something or even at God. And I've trained myself over the years that when I feel that way, it doesn't happen that often, but when I feel that way, I pray. And I can tell you it's not pretty prayer at all. These are angry prayers, accusing prayers, maybe even threatening prayers. And I might even cuss a little bit at times. But I just unload everything at God. And sometimes I really let Him have it. I'm tired, I'm fed up, I'm angry, and I want Him to know it. And I want Him to fix it. But even when I'm in these tirades of prayer, these, these, these tantrums at the feet of God, I will still take time to stop and listen. I know that God can take my anger. I know he can handle it. I know he's not going to reject me because of it. And when I stop and I listen, and sometimes it may take a while before I do, it's almost a moment like where I'm looking at God and saying, what do you got to say about that? And then I'll get a word or a phrase and I'm diffused. The anger relents a bit and I get a sense of peace that God is in control. He's taking care of it. And maybe all I need to do is have a little bit of patience. An encounter with God is a holy moment. Even when we're so mad we're spitting nails, an encounter with God is a holy moment that changes us. It calms us, it reassures us It takes away some of our pain and our fear. It even helps us see a little bit more that God is in control and He has a plan. This is what kind of happened with Joseph in his dream. And I believe if it was really just a dream, Joseph would have continued on with his plans to leave Mary. He would have reasoned the dream away. the, The stress or an undercooked piece of meat or anything. But that's not what happened. Joseph had an encounter with the Holy. He met God in his dream through the angel. And as a result, his life is changed forever. Now of course, Joseph is not the first to ever be changed by an encounter with God. There have been many. Including people like Eve, and Cain, and Moses, and David. But wait a minute, didn't I just list those people as being involved with some pretty serious scandals? Yes, they were. And through an encounter with God, their lives were completely changed. Just as Joseph's life changed in the midst of a great scandal. That's the power of God at work in the lives of those who trust him and follow him. It is the undeniable work of God in someone's life Made even more powerful by the circumstances around the moment. In the case of Eve and Cain and Moses and David and Joseph, they were all in scandals, literally of biblical proportion. Now, we've all had those kinds of moments. Maybe our scandals aren't quite as scandalous as what we read in the Bible. Maybe. But we've all had our own personal failures. We've all had moments where we turn our back to God. And his way. Now I doubt that many of us have been involved in anything quite as serious as what we read in scripture at times. But that should give us hope. If God will raise up those who have done some pretty terrible things, even evil things. What can God do for us? This is a question that carries great hope. What can God do for us? God rescues sinners time and time again, and He will rescue us as well. Mary is carrying God's child within her, a very, very special child, a child that will bring hope, peace, joy, and love to everyone, to the world. He brought joy to Mary's cousin Elizabeth while he was still in Mary's womb. He brought hope to the people in the temple, That he sat and talked to when he was only 12 years old. This child will grow to not only be a great man, but he is God in the flesh. He is both fully man and fully God. He is God's son. He is the savior of the world. He is the savior for you. Just as an encounter with God changed Joseph, Jesus grew and changed the lives of pretty much everyone he met. He healed people. He taught people. He showed people the way God wants us all to live. And he took upon all of our sin upon himself. And he died so that we may live. Jesus didn't come for Mary and Joseph. Jesus came for everyone. He came for you. He came so that you would encounter God through him as he invites you to know him more. Jesus came in the flesh. He walked on this earth so that we would be one with God through a personal relationship in him. And Jesus continues to change lives today. I know he has. I know he will. This special child was born for you so that you may see and know God through him. In just a few days, we will celebrate his birth as we welcome the Savior into the world as we welcome him into our hearts. So come. Come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Amen. Let us sing together, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Let's join our hearts in prayer today. Let's pray. Lord, we gather today just so thankful for the gift of love delivered to us through the child born in a manger, the child born into a scandal, but yet a child that brings peace to this world, brings peace to lives that change people who in turn changed the world. Lord, you are great, you are wonderful, you are all things. And we thank you for being with us today and every day as we seek to grow in you more and more. Lord, we also gather today with hearts that are heavy for loved ones and friends. We pray for the Bennett family, O God. We pray for our own church family as we all mourn the loss of Viola together. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering. We pray for those who have been diagnosed with with cancer, for those who are diagnosed with other disease. Lord, we pray healing upon their bodies. We pray comfort in their lives. And we pray guidance for those around them, doctors and nurses and caregivers, O God. And Lord, we pray for peace in this world. We continue to pray for Ukraine and all other places of war. We pray for Russia and all those who inflict war and damage upon others that they may come to know peace and lay aside their weapons and build bridges instead of tearing them down. Lord, we pray for those who are hungry. We pray for those who are cold as we feel the effects of winter fall upon our town. Lord, we pray for those who are traveling this week to see loved ones, to bring them home. Lord, we just pray that all will be well, that there will be joy in people's hearts as they come to know the gift of Christmas is found in a manger. Lord, we take this time now to lift up the prayers of our hearts to you, as we lift up our prayers to you, bring peace, bring healing, bring love, bring comfort, O God, to those we pray for this day. Lord, we lift all these prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we work together to bring about God's joy to this world, to the work of this church, we continue to give back to God a portion of what he has blessed us with. Our offering will now be received. response to your wonderful gift of life and love. We offer you our best today. May you magnify it for your glory. Amen. Amen. The closing hymn this morning is Hark! The Herald Angels Sing. My friends, let us go from this place with the love of Christ in our hearts, the child who meets us in all aspects of life, the good and the bad, to raise us up to be children of our God in heaven. Let us go today in this knowledge, knowing that God's love is always with us. Let us go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen.